Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Celebrating in studio today with producer Terry Labaw. Celebrating indeed. <laughs> I know. Why are we celebrating? Well, it's February, and it happens to be my birthday month. Yay. I know. I'm turning 42 on February the 21st. <laughs> so we're starting early. We're going to well, celebrate the whole month. For those of you who've listened to the show for any length of time, you know that while tea is one of my passions, it's probably something that I spend most of the day doing. But at night, it's not tea. I love me some liquor. <laughs> and so we are going to spend the next five weeks talking about tea-based liquors, vodkas, some wines, and some other types of sweet tea infusions. Beer, too. I think some beer, too. Oh, yeah. That's right. So we've got a lot of different things on the horizon for us to try. So it is going to be definitely a celebration. What triggered all of this, actually, was our shows from the last two weeks. If you listen, we did some shows on tea from Hawaii. And I was gifted at the World Tea Expo by Eva Lee of Tea Hawaii a bottle of mead, which is honey wine. Yep. And that's what today's show is all about. It's about mead and making mead honey wine using tea. Now, frankly, I'm not much of an expert on the subject. However... Oddly enough, I am. <laughs> I know this. I thought that was so cool that when we brought up the topic that you wanted to do this. Yeah, eight years ago, or nine, almost nine years ago, when I met my husband, I found out that he and his friends brew mead and they also brew beer. And one of the things I didn't know about it at the time, over time I've gotten more and more into it, was tea is a huge part of it. You know, all the flavors we get and all these special beers and wines, mostly meads actually, they're all tea. I have a recipe in my head I'm going to share with you all later and we're going to talk all about it. Indeed. I love Keith, by the way. But I love this, him too. But at this moment, <laughs> after all of these years of knowing him, I've only tried mead made with our tea once. Once. You know why? Because they take it up to do that. Yeah. Also. My husband is in a group called the SCA, the Society for Creative Anachronisms. And what they do, it's a medieval recreation society. So they go out and it's kind of like camping at the Renaissance Festival, but mm. living there for like a week. So mead, because it was popular in you know the last few centuries, not really so much now, they make gallons of this stuff probably about 50 gallons and take it to these events and because we don't have a liquor license we can't legally sell it they just give it away wow yeah <laughs> so I, I think what we should do is have them give me a cup and then they can go and he can do give them. you your own bottle he's just too lazy to do i'm gonna pitch for that for my birthday okay so let's uh, i'll let's, get behind you on that yeah one. so what we're gonna do today is we're gonna talk about what mead is yes later on we're gonna talk about the mead from the volcano winery and what it tasted like and what we thought of it and then later we're even going to tell you how you can make your own mead with tea. I'm looking forward to that because I don't know how, and I've <laughs> allowed that to be a secret. But I think we really should begin the conversation with what mead is. I understand that it's honey wine, but that's about what I know. It is the simplest way to make wine in the world, and I think that's why it was so popular several hundred years ago before they really knew how to ferment the grapes and whatnot. Primitive man probably was like, hmm, if I put honey in water and let it ferment, I get really drunk off of this stuff. Okay. <laughs> and I think that's what happened. I think that's how it came about. I mean, it is really easy, easy to make. Beer is easy to make. Wine is easy to make. But mead is the easiest to make. So basically, it's just honey, water, and yeast? Yeast. That's it. And to flavor it, I mean, you can make just a plain old honey mead. But the really special ones are the ones that are flavored with tea. 
And they can use like a fruit tea or an actual fruit, which is called a, a melamel is what that's called. Mm-hmm. But uh, tea that is made into honey wine or that particular kind of wine is called a methaglin. Okay. I know. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that. <laughs> I still don't know it. Well, so basically you can then flavor these beans however you want to. Correct. And tea would lend itself because it takes the place of the water. Yes, exactly. In fact, you use very little water to do it. and It's mostly honey. So what you could do with the water that you have is just make it into a very strong infusion of whatever kind of tea you want. Mix it with the final batch and that's pretty much it. You can do whatever flavor you want. Well, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what, when we come back, we're going to start talking about tasting some mead. We had the mead from the Volcano (laughs) Winery. We'll tell you what we thought of it, and then later, we'll tell you how you can make your own tea mead. Stay with us. It's a party here at Steeping Around. Hello, everyone. This is Nick coming at you from the Maya Tea Company. Although most of my work is limited to assisting the company at the local Tucson farmers markets, the benefits in working in and around the Maya Tea Company are many. When I first started to work here, it dawned on me that they had a huge supply of yerba mate, which just happens to be my favorite stimulating beverage. It felt as though I was right at home. When I used to do a lot of travel and keeping long hours playing in a band and going to college, yerba mate was my beverage of choice. I've been drinking yerba mate for years now and I appreciate that it doesn't make me quite as jittery as coffee. It has a host of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, amino acids, the list goes on. Working for the Maya Tea Company in the Tucson Farmers Markets requires that you are on your A-game at all times. And for me, yerba mate is the perfect beverage to assist with that. So the next time you're in the market for purchasing some of the finest yerba mate, visit us at mayatea.com. And don't forget to enter the coupon code STEEP to receive 15% off. Thank you so much. back here at Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea, but today, more like all things tea wine. Yummy. In studio with slightly tipsy producer, Terry LeBaugh, talking about the tea mead, or honey wine, from the Volcano Winery. Mm-hmm. We were inspired to do these series of shows based upon the fact that we had an interview with Eva Lee talking about tea in Hawaii. And uh, she had gifted us a bottle of mead at the World Tea Expo in June. And we chose this opportunity to open it up. Let me give you a few details about the Volcano Winery before I proceed. They're on the big island of Hawaii. They make wines out of grapes and they make mead. And they also do some fruit-infused wines. So they take like the tropical fruits from the island, guava and so mm-hmm. forth, and oh mix God, them I all up. I know, I know. After I, after I read all of the wines that they make, I, now I'm even more enthused to go to the island. If, if it wasn't enough just to visit Eva Lee and the, the Hawaii family. Yeah, no kidding. And one of the wines, of course, that they do is this mead that we're talking about. And basically, it's the honey wine infused with black tea grown on that very island, which I think is very unique. Yeah. 
Also, the honey itself is a macadamia nut honey. So basically, the bees. Wow, I bet that's awesome. Yeah, the pollen that the bees use is from the flowers of the macadamia nut tree or plant. I don't actually know <laughs> I think what it's it a is. Tree. I think we're gonna go with tree. <laughs> and so those flowers, that's what the bees are using hmm. for their pollen. And so therefore, the wine should have that flavor. And indeed, it does. When we had the wine. It was really pleasant. Yeah, it was, you know, but it never dawned on me that that might have been one of the reasons why. Yeah, it's very uh, smooth and mellow as opposed to some of the other meads that seem to be really sweet right. and well, a you know, more I was, aggressive. I was going to say one of the things about that that's so interesting to me is because we live in southern Arizona, we get mesquite honey, which has a very distinct flavor, which also makes our mead taste a specific way. Pretty aggressive. Yes. And when we use, sometimes we use clover honey, it tastes totally different. So that's interesting that macadamia nut honey, I hadn't even thought of that. Well, and I suspect wow. that's partially why the wine was also lighter in color than Probably. I expected. And sweet. Oh, it was good. It was very good. You can taste the black tea. But I would be lying if I said I didn't want a little stronger flavor. Now, that's probably mostly because of my tea, tea bias. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to taste the tea. I wanted it to be like, hit me in the nose. <laughs> and uh, it was very soft, very light, very pleasurable. And actually, I suspect it would go very well with food, especially with like spicy food. Right. Like Indian food or Thai. Huh. Oh, yeah. I'm all in on that one. <laughs> I enjoyed it very Although much. Although meat is usually a dessert wine. Just because it's so sweet. No, I agree. So. I agree. And it would make a good dessert wine. I just happen to think that this one, because if it's a little lighter, mm -hmm. would probably be okay with certain types of food. I'm not saying you chug it down, but <laughs> sort of sip gently as you're having the food. <laughs> would you like to know how to make your own mead at home? Well, when we come back, that's what we are diving into. Stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. Hi, this is Sarah with the Maya Tea Company. If you've been steeping around with Manish Shah, you've likely heard me on random radio commercials. Although I'm sure I could have had you fooled, no, I'm not a professional radio presence. Actually, I work alongside your host, Manish, during the Monday to Friday 9 to 5, pushing paper and paying bills. And like most of us 9 to 5ers, I require a daily dose of caffeine. Luckily for me, working in the tea business, there's no shortage of caffeinated teas to choose from. But I generally stick to my two favorites, yerba mate and puer tea. Yerba mate is strong and grassy, while puer is earthy and robust. When it comes to flavor, these teas couldn't be any more different. But I can depend on both of these to keep me on the edge of my seat, which is really a necessity when you work with a guy like Manish. You can find these wonderful teas, yerba mate and puer, on our website available for sale, but that's not all. Check out the blog section of mayatea.com for a blog written specifically on each of them by yours truly. You'll find a variety of other blogs there as well. That's right, Maya Tea Company isn't just about selling great tea, it's all about education and community. So if you like what you've heard on Steeping Around, you're sure to love what you're going to find on mayatea.com. And if you type the word steep into the coupon code, you can save 15%. Cheers!
Welcome back to Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Having fun in studio today with producer Terry Labaugh, talking about mead and honey wine, and specifically tea wine. Awesome topic. Yummy. I think I said that already, but it really is yummy. It is yummy. Well, <laughs> if you have any yummy questions or things that you'd like to ask us, please send us an email. The email address for the show is steep at mayatea.com. That's S-T-E-E-P at mayatea.com. If you're a fan of the show, fan us on Facebook. We have Facebook sites for both Steeping Around as well as the Maya Tea Company. Of course, if you like any of the teas that we've ever talked about on the show, you'll probably find them on our website, www.mayatea.com. That's M-A-Y-A-T-E-A.com. And you can always listen to the show on our website, steepingaround.com, which is pretty cool. Video's coming soon, so I'm looking forward to all that. Speaking of looking forward to some things, I am looking forward to this recipe because you and I haven't even talked about it in terms of what it is. No, we never have. And I've made this recipe quite a few times on my own. I mean, once I learned how to do it, it's not that hard to make. So this is to make how big a batch of... Five gallons. This is a five gallon... Wow. Yeah. A five gallon batch of honey... Mead. Mead with tea in it. All right. So what you're going to do is you're actually going to ferment this in a five-gallon bucket, and they're specifically made for fermentation. So they have a special lid with an airlock on it. But before you get to that point, you're going to get a large stock pot, very large. It better be. We're starting out with 15 pounds of honey. That's a lot of honey. That's a lot of honey. So you're going to put all of that honey in that stock pot and then basically just top it off with water so that you can stir it. Mm -hmm. And what you're going to do is heat that honey up to about 180 degrees to pasteurize it Okay. for 30 minutes. So you actually have to stick a thermometer in there and kind of watch it so it doesn't boil, doesn't get too hot. You have to keep it at a very constant temperature for 30 minutes. Once that happens, you can go ahead and put the rest of your water in. So what we're usually doing is while that's kind of simmering outside, inside I have the rest of the water. What I mean by the rest of the water is... It's kind of a guess. You're going to fill up the bucket with that, those 15 pounds of honey, and then whatever space is left is just water. So it's really not that much water. What we do is we make a very strong tea infusion with that water inside of the house. Actually, the last time we did, oh, it was so good. We did the Maya Tea Santa's Gingerbread Tea that we only do at Christmas. Right, right, yes. We did that one, and it was wonderful. So what you do is you take that batch. And how much do you make, you think? A gallon? Probably only a gallon of water compared to like 15 pounds of honey is really not a whole lot. So okay. so anyway, you go ahead and put that all in and just let it pasteurize for a half hour. Once that's done, that's it. You pull it off the heat. You have to wait for it to cool down to 70 degrees before you pitch your yeast, which just means you're throwing your yeast in there. We have to use a special yeast. You can make it with sweet mead yeast which is fine, but we like to use white wine yeast. The reason is it produces a higher alcohol content. And well, there you go. You know us. I know you. <laughs> yes. That's it. You put the lid on with the airlock chamber on it, which constantly bubbles to show you that it's fermenting. After about two weeks, we filter it. We run it through a, a filtering process that gets all the little particulates out of it. Then we put it back in the closet and let it ferment for about six months. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it takes a while. But the longer you let it ferment, the better it tastes. I mean, it can be ready to drink in a couple of weeks, but it's going to taste awful. Okay. So you want to actually let it go for about six months. And then that's pretty much it. It is the easiest way to make alcohol I've ever seen. Now, when we get into making beer later on, that is a much longer process and more involved, but also equally fascinating. So it takes six months 
to brew it. To brew it. Yeah. And you're talking about 15 pounds of honey. honey. Raw. Talking about maybe a gallon of tea uh-huh. and some yeast. Yep. That's it. And you basically heat it, mix it, store it. That's the easiest way in the world to make wine. <laughs> that's it. That seems like a pretty straightforward that's process. That's all it is. And that batch will make five gallons of honey wine. And really, if you're not making any more than 250 gallons a year, you don't need a liquor license, especially if you're not planning on I selling it. I don't drink it. that much. So, no. Not 250 gallons a year. I, I drink a lot, but not that much. We make probably on average about 100 gallons a year. Maybe we should start making like a batch a month at the tea company. We could. I think I'm going to assign somebody that task <laughs> when I get to the office. All right. I think we've got some takers. (laughs) Well, that is absolutely fascinating. I think that this idea of making honey wine with tea is giving me all kinds of ideas. I've got some Darjeelings I'd like to throw down in there and some oolongs. Yeah, that would be awesome. In fact, if you want to give us special assignments, I would be okay with that. I think there's something here because I would really like to test it out on the different teas. I like the oolong idea a lot, actually. I bet that would be really Mm. good. It's going to be great. Speaking of what's going to be great, we've got more tea-based liquors coming. In the upcoming weeks, I think we're going to do some vodkas. I think we're going to do some sweet teas. And I think at the very end of the month, we are going to actually make our very own vodkas, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Looking forward to it. Well, thank you so much, Terry, for joining me this week and actually kind of carrying the show. Always a pleasure to be here. And I'm always happy to share my knowledge about booze. Thanks to all of you for listening as well. Until next week, please remember, celebrate steeping around with someone you love. Take care.